Here we go. My name is Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 190 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. West Coast baseball games are killing me, my friends. Killing me. Keep me up way too late. They say wait. Keeps me up wait. (laughs) What the hell? Keeps me up way too late. That's not a contraction. It's not an acceptable contraction. But anyway, um, so the the Reds are on the, my team, the Reds are on the, on the, on the, on the, uh, what is it? (laughs) They're on the road. They're out in Los Angeles right now. They're doing a three-game series. And those games start at 10, 10, 10, 10 p.m. locally. God, I haven't, what is going on? 10, 10, and just so you know, there's a Chinese restaurant out near where I work called 10, 10. <laughs> so when I say 10, 10, I'm like, ooh, I'd like to have some of that orange chicken. <laughs> All right, this thing's not starting out well. But anyway, um, so, so you know, I, I listen to the game. It starts at 10 o'clock. And I'm driving home from work, and I'm listening to it. And both games so far have been exciting. And I can't, I can't just go. I can't just like, all right. Well, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to bed. It's impossible. Like it's totally impossible. So the Monday night game didn't get over till 2:30 a.m. And it was uh, they went into extra innings and all this. It was like a really long game, very exciting and very frustrating. But it turned out well. You know what I'm saying? And then the second game, also super exciting, you know, really close. And the Reds ended up winning both of those games. The Dodgers are one of the best teams in baseball. It's exciting. So I can't, so so there's no way I can turn in. And I don't know how it's going to end. You know, I can't. I have to, I have to stay up. So last night's game ended at 1.30 a.m., an hour earlier than the, than the previous night. So anyway, um, it's starting to nibble away at my sleep a little bit. And, uh... They're gonna. They're playing tonight. Tonight's the last game of the of the. Uh, I don't know if it's the road trip. I don't think it's the road trip, but it's the last game with the Dodgers. And um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it till the end. I have to. I mean, I'm I'm required by nature. I don't know. I'm required by something, the universe or something. But it's nibbling away at the front end of my sleep cycle. <laughs> you ever had that problem, where something's nibbling nibbling away at the front end of your sleep cycle? All right. Anyway, uh, that's happening. Exciting games, though. And by the way, speaking of baseball, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to spend too much time on this. But uh, I read this great, this interesting article on the Athletic, which, by the way, I love the Athletic. It's a pay you have to pay for it. It's not that much. I wouldn't say it's cheap, but it's not super expensive. But it's really good. It's, it's excellent. And um, there's this article in there I read yesterday or this morning. I started reading it yesterday, finished it this morning, about the way the uh, the radio announcers and TV announcers are not allowed to travel yet because of a COVID protocol. So basically what they do is they go to the stadium, at least in the Reds case. This article is about the Reds announcers. They go to the stadium in in the same uh, same place where they broadcast home games, and they do it 
in a darkened, I mean, there's nobody in the stadium except them. It's black. It's pitch black. There's pictures in this in this article. It's just pitch black out there. There's nothing going on on the field because the game is happening in Los Angeles. They're, so they're basically, not basically, they are watching the game on TV and doing the play-by-play on the radio off the TV monitors. And that seems insane to me. Um, they do have multiple monitors. They have one that's from high above, so they can see the position the, the players are in. You know, so where they're where they're positioned on the field. And uh, but then what they're basically calling the game is just like the TV broadcast, just the normal TV broadcast. And um, they're doing play by play as if they're there. I mean, they don't try to. I mean. I don't know about other teams, but the Reds announcers don't don't pretend that they're in Los Angeles. But um, you know, if you're if you're just kind of dipping in and out, you wouldn't know. They do a pretty good job of it. that. Seems bizarre. I know back in the old days, they used to recreate games. Like they would, the guy would like go into a studio and there'd be like sound effects, <laughs> like uh, the, the fans and the ball hitting the bat. It's all recreated. I mean, this isn't that, but they're in Cincinnati in a darkened stadium calling a game in Los Angeles off TV monitors. That sounds crazy. I guess next month they're going to lighten it up a little bit, and they're going to allow them to start traveling with the team again. But anyway, I found that to be interesting. And one more thing about baseball. (laughs) I promise I won't make this a baseball podcast. But um, Monday night, there's this uh, Reddit page called MLB Streams where it's basically people post links to highly illegal, unethical broadcasts of baseball games. And um, because, you know, Major League Baseball has a shit locked down. You can't, you have to pay. If you want to watch a baseball game, you're going to have to pay somebody, mister. You know, that's the way it's set up, Right. So these people, I don't know, I don't pretend to understand how they do it. They set up these streams where they're basically hijacking the MLB, you know, network or whatever, which is a, you know, a subscription thing, but you can like, you know, you can access it through your computer, through these highly illegal south of the border Mexican radio streams that that people are setting up. I don't know. So I don't know. I never really. That shit kind of makes me nervous. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to like download some kind of virus or something. I don't know. It's all very shady and questionable. But that Mon- that Monday night game was so exciting. I went. I went over. I went over to that Major League Baseball streams Reddit page, and of course, and, and there's a there's an announcement up there that said, you know, uh, Reddit won't let us do this anymore. You know, because it's illegal. People get arrested. FBI kick your door down. You know. So they, they moved it off to some website, which I'm sure will be crushed within days. You know, I'm surprised it's still up. So I went over there, and um, I just clicked on MLB. I clicked on Cincinnati Reds versus Los Angeles Dodgers. And there's like two dozen links of people, just individuals, setting up these uh, these illegal, underground, black market streams of, of the game, and I clicked on one of them. Thing was perfect. I mean, it was, it was like perfection. It wasn't. I mean, it looked it was like high def, you know. <laughs> so I watched like the last two or three innings of it that way, and I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like somebody's going to like 
they're going to come in here and kick my door off the hinges and take me away in zip ties, you know? But anyway, I guess people use that shit all the time. You know, it's one of those things where you like, you can justify it in your mind. No, screw Major League Baseball. You know, it's like a, everybody can justify any, any act, no matter how uh, despicable it is. You know, people, humans, oh man, very inventive when it comes to that. But I don't know, I feel I feel kind of sleazy doing it. I don't know. It eh, didn't stop me from doing it. But last night I didn't. I just listened to the, to the radio uh, broadcast, which I pay for. You know, it's it's a straight up thing. And I'm not I'm not hijacking it. I'm not stealing cable, you know. Anyway, thought I'd mention that. But uh it's out there. There's 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 ways to you can you can like bypass the MLB, all their firewalls and shit. I don't know how these people do this crap. And I don't really feel good. I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And I, I, every once in a while, I might dip in <laughs> till they crush that website, which will probably happen before before tonight's game at ten ten. Mm, man, I could have some orange chicken over at that ten ten Chinese. Woo-hoo-hoo. Anyway, all right. Over the weekend, Tony and I went out to our favorite local uh, watering hole. You know, bar. It's called Backyard Ale House. I've mentioned it many times before. It is a cool bar up in Scranton, and um, it's great. You know, they all, they generally have, like, this big, long beer list. And they have all these obscure, you know, craft beers, and um, that's generally what they have. Last time we went there a few weeks ago, they didn't have Jack. They didn't have anything. They had, their, their beer list had eight, their draft beers, I should say. Had eight beers on it, and half of that was crap. Half of that was like uh, Miller Lite, like what the, and uh, you know Blue Moon and shit like that. One of those fake Blue Moon. Those are like a fake craft beer made by Coors, you know. But anyway, so it was like half the thing was like filled up with uh, with garbage, and then the other half was like bizarre stuff, like sours and stuff. No. You know, but they they told us last time we were there, they said, well, you know, the governor keeps, you know, they keep shutting us down and then lifting this, lifting the restrictions and shutting us down again. He was, was going to put us out of business because we, we, we keep buying all this inventory and then we're not allowed to sell it. And then it goes bad and we have to scrap it. So everybody's pay, playing it close to the best. Well, they lifted all that. And um, we went back uh, on Saturday, and the place was rocking. I mean, people were swinging for the fences in there. Everybody had the big, big honking beer list back. Although they need more hoppy stuff on there. They did have some stuff on there that's hoppy, but it was like very uh, high alcohol. And I can't, you know, I'm not drinking like 8% alcohol and then driving home. I mean, what? you know, I mean. That's not going to happen. So they need something that's reasonable. Anyway, I'm happy to see the big list back. Yeah, I think it still needs a little bit of refinement. All right, but um, but we went there and um, it was fun. It was just, it was like late Saturday afternoon. The place was rocking. In fact, I ran a little uh, ran a little audio. Here's a little sample. This is just I hit record on my phone. And laid my phone on my uh, on the table and just let it record. And here it is.
There was a table over there. People, uh, they were drunk. <laughs> the whole family, multiple, maybe like two families together. They were roaring. The place, the whole place was like rocking. I'm not kidding. They have the thing set up like it's a backyard. It's a patio. It's a big, nice patio with a, with a bar out there. They have in, indoor seating too. But in the wintertime, which is right now, <sighs> you know, it might not be winter where you are, but it, Mr., you know, it's still cold up here. It snowed last week. I mean, it's like ridiculous. But um, it's still, you know, some days it's warm and then the next day it's cold. So they still have this tent. It's, it's got this big massive tent over it. So they can use it year-round, you know. So that captures all the noise. It's like so loud. Just like you couldn't even talk. I couldn't, literally, Tony and I couldn't sit, couldn't sit there and talk to each other across the table because it was so, the roar. And, um... You know, and I was like starting to get a little annoyed, but I was like, no, I'm not going to get annoyed. This is great. People are back out. People are out and they're having fun. And um, this is what we were, you know, this is what we wanted all along. And uh, it's finally here. And um, I mean, people were having a great time. I had two beers. It was this, uh, what was it? Eh, oh, Broken Heels. It's like a, it's a Pennsylvania brewery of craft beer, New Trail, I think. They have good beers. Um, it's kind of expensive, and um, it was seven percent alcohol, which is a little high in my opinion. For 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 a uh, for a trip to the uh, to the backyard ale house, but you know there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. That's a good beer. That's an excellent beer. New Trail, Broken Heels IPA. So that was fun. Man, it was raucous in there. Wild. People were like shrieking and yelling. Just like that other, like last week or week before when we went to that Tully's place. But that was just one, that was just like one family doing that. This one, there was one family making uh, a lot of the noise. But the whole place was just, everybody's having fun. Love it. Love, I love that it's, it's starting to get back, back to uh, whatever you call normal, you know. I'm all, I'm a big fan of the normal. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Uh, oh, speaking of the COVID protocols, went to the beer store the other day to get uh, to get some Yangling Lager for the uh, for the downstairs beer fridge. I always have. We're always working on a case down there. It's just kind of like a house beer, as they say, <laughs> the house beer. And that, that we, there was only like three left in it. I mean, I. It'll last, a case will last at least two weeks, you know. Um, but then when it gets down to the bottom, we'll start getting near the end. I go buy another one, you know. So we always have some, uh, we have some yingling lager down there in the, in the downstairs in the basement fridge. So I was in there buying that, and um, I walked in. I was walking in the building, and I didn't have my mask. I just forgot my mask, so I went back to my car and grabbed it. And um, I went in there, and I, I was buying the uh, buying the beer. And I said, I almost forgot my mask. I said, um, I can't wait till we can, you don't have to wear these things anymore. And he's like, uh-huh. And I said, as soon as the day they tell me, they, the day they announce that it's not required anymore, it's going right in the fire pit. <laughs> you know? 
And the guy goes, Gaddis looked at me and he goes, these masks have saved lives. It's like, all right, God, can't you, even if you feel, I mean, if you don't agree, I mean, I, you know, even if you don't agree with somebody, just roll with it. Why? Are you going to get into a debate with me about this shit? I don't think so. That shit's never going to happen. I said, as soon as, as soon as they make an announcement that we don't have to wear these masks anymore, it's going straight in the fire pit. You know, and he should have said, <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, baby. Even though if you feel like, I mean, I, I do that all the time. People say outrageous, outlandish shit to me all the time. Uninformed, misinformed, stupid, you know, things or things I just simply disagree with. And I just go, yeah, <laughs> there you go. You know, I mean, I don't people. And then there's other people. It's like, what? How dare you? These masks have saved lives. I'm not disagreeing with that. All I'm saying is I don't want to wear them anymore. Is that controversial? How can that be controversial? Damn, I'm getting pissed. I mean, I, what, just roll with it. If somebody says something outlandish, there's no need, there's no requirement. You're not required to set them straight on the matter. I don't have time for that. I mean, I am, I've reached a point in my life where I, I don't want to have conflict anymore. I don't give two shits. This guy wasn't young either. He's probably older than me. He should be way past that, too, you know? <sighs> anyway, got my yangling, put it in the basement dr fridge. I got nothing here in the in, in the bunker fridge. That thing's empty. There's, like, nothing in it. I need to rectify that shit, too. You know, we have three beer... We have three refrigerators. Three refrigerators. Not three refrigerators. I can't talk anymore. I think I got some kind of problem. I think I might... I don't know. I think I might have Bell's palsy. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think. But anyway, um, you know, I need I need to put something in here, you know. Anyway, enough of that. Um, we have three phone calls that came in over the hotline. No, four. I'm sorry, four phone calls that came in over the hotline. All of them fantastic. I think you're going to enjoy them. The first one is from surf reporter Ron. And here it is. All right. I don't care if... Uh, flying ass if you ever call me back. Well, I'm not going to leave my number. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it shows up in your caller ID, but you know, really don't call me back. All right. So, dude, been with you since fucks in Deadwood. I've been like Ron from Connecticut, Ron from Florida, Ron from New York, Ron from PA, Ron from Connecticut. Ah, I've, been, I've, I've been Ron from everywhere, you know, in, 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 you know, in the old school message boards. Anyway. I just got back into you, and I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry I left you. I really am. I really am. Because you have given me spit-take laughter over the last uh, six weeks. Because I subscribed to your podcast, and I've been back-listening. So with Samsung S9, it, it back-listens. So I can start from your most recent and go back. It just continuously plays backwards. And I'm like in June or late May of 2020 right now. And I, damn, you are making me laugh out fucking loud, funny in the car, in my truck. I'm going to work. Cause, and, and I got a mundane job, which is awesome. Cause like I drive like the, uh, I'm retired and I drive like the golf ball Zamboni guy out on the golf range thing. If you don't golf, but maybe some of your listeners do. 
I don't, I don't care. Um, but anyway, that's what I do. So I put my ear pods in and I listen to you. So I get like seven hours of driving around picking up golf balls and I get to listen to you and I don't really have to talk to anybody, which is awesome, which I think you could appreciate. I don't have to talk to anybody in my job at all. At all, which is kind of cool. So, oh, oh, and I took the advice. I had several pops before I actually called you. And listen, if you, every episode, if you backdate it, it's super, super cool. And I love Ian from Scotland. Ian from, Ian from Scotland rocks. And your producer, Zap, Zip, Zani, Zini, Wazang, I don't know what his name is, but super funny. I got to subscribe to his podcast. Anyway, punching out. See you. Love you. Good stuff. Timmy, you want to say anything? You rock, Jeff. Yep. All right. So that's the wife. All right. See you. Out. Man, oh, man. So you, so you, you, you work as a, as a golf ball collector at a, at a driving range, is that what you said? Or a, is it a golf course? I'm sorry. <sighs> um. That sounds fantastic. I love the I love the idea of not having to interact with people. That's right up my alley. Put in my headphones or earbuds or whatever and listen to podcasts. I appreciate you listening to my podcast. I appreciate that. Um, but th- that sounds great. The only the only downside is, and I think you can see this coming from a million miles away. Is it air conditioned? <laughs> I need. I can't. You know, it's hot. That sounds hot. In the summertime, I mean, it sounds good. everything sounds great about it, except it sounds hot. It sounds possibly buggy. It sounds natty, you know, kind of gnatty. I don't like that. I don't like gnats. And when I think of a driving range, I think of gnats for some reason. I don't think of oh man, wonderful day out. Spend a couple of, you know, I spend an hour with my kids, you know, hitting a bucket of balls, and it's a wonderful. It's, the sun is shining. You know, I think about gnats. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's impossible for me to be happy. <laughs> it feels like sometimes, but that's not true. But I don't. You know, that's the only downside. I love everything else about it. Everything else sounds perfect, and I'm kind of jealous of that. Um, I certainly don't have a situation like that. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for calling, Ron, and thank and hi to the wife. Hey, how you doing? Thank you guys for everything. And I appreciate you having a few pops before you call. That's the way to do it. I mean, that's the way I'd do it. I need to call into Eugene Eugene B. Sims. He has a podcast. I've mentioned it here before. The uh, Wheeler's Dog podcast is what it's called. Wheeler's Dog. It's, a, it's an obscure Green Acres reference. You know, are you familiar with Green Acres, the, the, the TV show from the 60s? Fantastic! It's absurdist humor at its finest. I mean, people just you know dismiss it as uh, I don't know how they dismiss it. It's like some kind of you know backwoods you know homespun idiocy. But uh, it's it's very very smart, very funny, very well done. Great show, one of my favorites. Anyway, he and uh, Eugene loves it too. He we're both from. Uh, we know each other from Peaches Records. And uh, anyway, he has a podcast, Wheeler's Dog. You should listen to it. He sent me a, uh, he sent me a pint glass recently of, uh, with the Wheeler's Dog podcast logo on it. 
man, that's kicking, you know, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, I need to do something like that. I have a feeling, I have a feeling the shipping on something like that <laughs> might cause me some problems. The, the, the cost of shipping a pint glass might cost, you know, that might run you, that, that might be a little steep, you know, and I can't even remember what, how did I, how did I get off on Wheeler's Dog podcast? I'm off track. I'm sorry, guys. This, these 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 West Coast. But anyway, listen to the Wheeler's Dog podcast. I can't remember the point I was going to make. I apologize. I'm getting old. I don't get enough sleep. There's been um, there's been minutes nibbled off the front end of my sleep cycle. You know, and I, I I'm sorry. But anyway, he sent me a pint glass. The thing was fantastic. I love it. I love pint glasses. And you, I mean, you know, if somebody gives me a pint glass, it brightens my day. You know, so anyway, I can't remember. Thank you guys for everything. Thanks for calling in. Um, and you mentioned Ian. Well, coincidentally, I have two two messages from Ian, and um, the first one is right here. Hey, Jeff, it's Ian in Scotland. Um, yeah, Jeff, I've been thinking about the coast of Oak Island. Um, don't know if you're keeping up with that. Um, keep plugging away. But, um, yeah, one of the reasons, the main reason for me I stopped watching that was I think they have destroyed the treasure. It's like they were saying, oh, yeah, there's a, a secret pit and it's maybe full of old manuscripts and documents and secrets and fragile things. So then they plunge these massive drill bits through. This is where the pit's going to be. We'll plunge this massive drill bit through, pull it up, put it through the sluice, find what we've got. So it's like, <laughs> plunge the bit down, fill it up, mud. It's like, yeah, what have we got? We found anything? Yeah, just like bits of parchment and leather. Yeah, just shit, really. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we've completely destroyed the money pit. Um, another thing, going back a few episodes, ear and nasal hair appearing from nowhere. I believe, and I've given this some thought, I believe that the only purpose this serves is to deter younger women in the aid gene pool. That's the only feasible explanation I can have to that shit spreading out my ears and my nose. Um, so, there you go. That's my um, anthropological viewpoint on that. Keep up the work, mate, and keep them coming. Really enjoy it, as usual. Okay, cheers, Jeff. Bye. Yeah, I'm still uh, I'm still watching Oak Island. I'm powering through them. Um, they have found a few things, you know. Like that guy, that British dude on there. He's like, um, "Holy shamoli, this is a Bobby Dazzler." You know that guy? They they found a few things on there since since I last spoke of the Oak Island Curse of Oak Island. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it to the end. But I know what you're saying. I, I, I mean, there's video. They show that vintage video, the old guy. I don't know, some guy back in the 60s riding a bulldozer. He's got a fedora on, a cigarette dangling off his lips. He's, like, sitting on this bulldozer. He's, like, like just destroying, just stripping the land, <laughs> just taking it down to bedrock, just destroying everything. You know, taking down all the trees, ripping the entire soil up. You know, just taking that shit all the way down. 
And he's like sitting on this, he's like bouncing up and down. He's got a fedora on, sig, dangling, you know. Yeah, they've destroyed, I, I think you might be right. I feel like they've destroyed a lot of stuff on there. In fact, I know they have. And um, they're driving those drill bits down in there. Like you say, one of them had like, said it had like parchment stuck to it. What the hell's that? And then they can't find it again, you know. It's like they go down, they they find this stuff, and then they go try to do some additional hunting. They can't find shit, you know. It's not there anymore. Like, what the? I don't know. I, I'm watching it. I'm going to continue watching it. I'm all in on it. I'm not saying it's not it's not um, uh, annoying or uh, frustrating, I guess is a better word. But I'm, I'm dedicated. I'm going to watch it to the end, just like that. Uh, see, I, I'm on a time. Go off on tangents, just like that. Uh, ten dollar uh, scratch off project. People say Tony the other day said, "Why don't you just abandon that?" And I said, "Are you kidding me? After thirty years, you still don't know how I operate." I said, "If I lock in on something, I'm locked in, baby." <laughs> Usually, it's not something that's like positive. It's not something that's going to help us. It's going to be something that's going to hurt us. More than likely, but once I when I when I get locked in on something, you know, I, I I'm not going to be, I I'm, I proclaimed that I was going to do this for a year, every week by a ten dollar scratch off ticket, and I'm going to see it through fifty two weeks at least. I might go longer. I don't know. Well, I'm going to do at least fifty two weeks. I might go farther. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. See, I don't give up on this thing. If I say I'm going to watch every episode of the Curse of Oak Island. Even though they're not finding anything, they found a few things lately. But um, you know, I'm I'm watching it. I'm going to watch it to the end. I don't give up on these things. I know for better or worse. You know, I, if I were to, if I'd have, if I'd have used that when I was in college, <laughs> you know, I might be doing better. You know, I might be in a better situation. But um, you know, I mean, I, I lock in on stupid shit. And this is the kind of stupid shit that I lock in on. So there you go. Thanks for calling in, Ian. I appreciate that. You're talking about nose hair and uh, ear hair. And you said it's to, to to deter younger women. Is that right? Is that what you said? I, I don't, I mean, I, I think there's a lot more. When it comes to me, I think there's more than that that's going to de- deter the younger women. In fact, even when I was young, I had plenty of things that would deter the younger women. But, I mean, I don't have any doubt that, you know, ear hair and nose hair does the does the job. But um, I don't know. But um, you might be right. I don't know. I don't know the science behind it. All I know is I had to buy some kind of apparatus off of Amazon to, uh, to clip my uh, nose hair. I stick that thing up in there, fire it up, you know. And just like twirl it round and round, and you hear it like clicking and clacking, cutting those hairs off, those cables. Man, what has happened to my body? It's terrible. But anyway, thanks for the call, Ian. Always, always welcome to call anytime. And I have another one. This is another call, also from Ian. And here it is. Bye-bye, baby, baby, bye-bye. Yeah, so Les McKeon from the Bay City Rollers is uh, no more. He's kicking up the daisies. Forgot to ask where they uh, made your influence in your life. I never realized how massive they were 
in the late 70s, um, we bit before my time, um, seemed to do a lot for the advancement of tartan scarves and flares, but I'd be interested to know if they made it to your neck of the bridge. Okay, cheers, Jeff. Bye. Thanks for the, thanks for the, the serenade. I appreciate that. Yeah, the, uh, the Bay City Rollers. When I think of the Bay City Rollers, I think of this bizarre show that was uh, called Saturday Night Live. That's correct. It was hosted by sports sports announcer Howard Cosell. This is in the 70s, I believe. In fact, I know it was. Howard Cosell, and, and, and they were trying, basically what they were doing is they were trying to recreate the Ed Sullivan show, hosted by Howard Cosell. Ed Sullivan was like some kind of newspaper guy. He wasn't a broadcaster by trade, you know, or by training or whatever. And somehow he got this show and it became like a phenomenon, Ed Sullivan. And then, so they were trying to do do something like that with Howard Cosell. And it was live and it was on Saturday night. It was on, it was in primetime though. So they were trying to, trying to recreate the entire Ed Sullivan thing. So, so instead of the Beatles... They brought in the Bay City Rollers, and they were on there multiple weeks, and they were trying to create Beatlemania with the Bay City Rollers. For it was it was all concocted, you know. I don't think any of it was genuine. I mean, they had some hits, you know. They were out there with their, uh, like you say, their flares. <laughs> I think there was a lot of scarves involved. And there was that S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y song, Saturday Night. What is it? Saturday Night? Is that the name of it? It might have been the theme of the show, now that I think about it, because it was called Saturday Night Live before Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live was originally called Saturday Night, right? And then this show was called Saturday Night Live, but it wasn't the, it wasn't SNL that we know. You know what I'm saying? So when I think of the Bay City Rollers... I think of that show called Saturday Night Live, hosted by Howard Cosell. They tried to recreate Beatlemania with the Bay City Rollers. Also knew a guy in Atlanta. He was a he was a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't that doesn't really have anything to do with the story, but I thought I'd throw that in. He would he was one of these guys that would you know he'd take some some something that's unhip. And try to convince everybody, and I don't know, I don't know, but he he was always talking about the Bay City Rollers were a great pop band, and they didn't get the due their their due critically, and all this stuff. He went on and on. He was always talking about the Bay City Rollers, and um, eh, very strange. <laughs> but anyway, those are my two thoughts on the Bay City Rollers. So um, sound like they're before your time. They were they're all right. I don't know. Not that not that big of a influence on the young Jeff K. And lastly, this last call is from uh, Scott. And here it is. Hey, Jeff. My name is Scott. I've been listening a long time. Uh, just got on board uh, with the other Patreon, so uh, happy to be part of that. Something you mentioned on a show a week or so ago uh you were talking about when you were working at Peaches and you'd have to look in the big book if somebody wanted to order something uh, classical or whatever. 
that book was uh, the phonolog, if it's anything like what I dealt with when I worked at Camelot Music back in the late 80s and early 90s. And then I went to work at the Suncoast Motion Picture Company, and I had a video log, these huge reference books the size of three phone books stapled together. Then you'd have to look in the microfiche and figure out if it was actually in print. So uh, there was a lot of fun back in music retail and video retail back in the day, but that wasn't always part of it. So uh, keep up the good work on the Surf Report. I'll be listening to both the uh, both shows every week from now on. So keep up the good work, sir. Talk to you again. Bye. Man, that sounds great. Are you in a recording studio? <laughs> it's like the best sounding call to come in over the hotline yet. That sounds fantastic. What kind of equipment are you using? Um, okay, the phonolog. You're right. That's what it was called. This big ass book in a record store. It's called the phonolog. This is pre, you know, there's no computers. When I worked at Peaches, we had no computer. There was no computer system. We did our inventory. We had these notebooks. We had a wall of notebooks. And you were assigned a certain label. And there was like a rotation. There was like an A book, a B book, a C book, and a D book, I think. So uh, anyway, um, and and the other thing that I didn't like about the phonolog, the size of it, the sheer size of it is, is number one. Number two is... There were updates, constant updates coming in the mail. Like like pages would come in the mail. We'd get these packets. It's like, you know, it's like a chunk of pages. Like you pull the old pages out and put the new pages in because it was constantly being updated all the time. So there was like all these massive, this like this stack of updates. And they had to stay on top of it or you'd be like, I mean, you'd get to a point where you were like so deep in the hole Somebody'd have to spend 24 hours, like updating the phonolog, and those things came in hot and heavy, man. It was like just came in every day. You'd get a packet, or maybe two or three, in the mail, and you constantly have to update this thing. It was like constant maintenance, pain in the ass. The phonolog. I, I, it's a wonder I don't wake up in the middle of the night, like screaming, like having nightmares about this crap. Thanks for bringing it. the phonolog. You're right. That's what it was called. Sometimes I forget what it's called, but uh, I certainly don't. I don't. I certainly don't forget the the experience of it. Um, you say you joined me. Uh, join the Patreon. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I hope you enjoy the extra episodes every week. At the end of every week or later in the week, I hope you enjoy those. I appreciate. I appreciate the support. Um, what else you got? Uh, yeah, you sounded great. Man, I applaud your uh, recording equipment. And thanks for calling in. Call any, call in anytime. All you guys, the same goes for all you guys. Call in anytime. I appreciate the call, Scott. Much appreciated. A call and thank you for uh, the call. The two calls, Ian and Ron. Thank you guys. Appreciate that. If you want to call in like these guys did, give me a call over at five seven zero two nine zero eight one five one. Again, five seven zero two nine zero eight one five one. That's that's the number for the hotline to call in like these guys. You don't have to have like a professional recording studio, you know, like Scott does apparently. But, um, you know, give me a call. Have a few pops like Ron. and um, Or call me from the road like Ian does all the time. I love that, you know. 
you know, whatever you want to do, give me a call. You know, leave me a, leave a message, and I'll probably use it in a future episode. And if you want two episodes a week, like Scott, and a select few, the Delta Force of podcast listeners, I call them, you can do that too at Patreon. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation. And you'll get that extra episode every week. What a deal. So um, if you want to do that today, do it. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. And if you want to send me an email, you can do that too. SurfReportPod at gmail.com. We're at the end of this thing. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Struggling a little bit. I feel like like this is like... Like when, when I take time off, like when I go on vacation... And I have a hard time getting in back into it, into the, into the swing of things. I feel like that's this one, even though I didn't take a vacation. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, thank you guys for everything. Thanks for listening. I'll see you later in the week over on the Patreon side. Until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine week. I'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye, baby, baby, bye-bye.